Welcome to our podcast, Don't Worry, Be Happy. During today's podcast, we would like to talk about positive psychology. What does it mean? Is the application of positive psychology actually effective in making us feel better or happier? And if so, how can we apply this in day-to-day -day life? For those of you that are new to our podcast, we are three PhD students from Leiden University, and we all study something different within the field of clinical psychology. So to get things started, uh, maybe we'll introduce ourselves and mention one thing that is keeping us happy right now during difficult times. Um, Marike, maybe you can start? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, my name is Marike Koistra. I study how to optimize treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD and uh, specifically exposure therapy for PTSD. Something that makes me happy is, uh, or especially right now, is going for a coffee and a walk with someone, um, preferably a friend, and having a nice <laughs> chat. And I'm Leah Kivella and I study how suicidal thoughts can fluctuate in daily life and what influences these fluctuations. And uh, something that makes me happy is uh, taking the time to cook really nice meals at home, especially now that I just moved into my new apartment with a really nice big kitchen. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm Cosima Nymphy and I'm interested in how parenting can influence anxiety development in their children. And in other words, how can parents raise a confident child? And one thing that made me happy recently is that my grandma figured out how to use FaceTime. So um, yeah, I could see her face uh, when I was talking to her the last time, which was really nice. Yeah, that that, that is really cute. Um, I really like that we started this off by mentioning something positive. I think sometimes we're so inclined to focus on the things that we're not good at or our weaknesses. And also at work, I sometimes tend to focus on what makes people uh, unhealthy or mentally unhealthy and I don't always look at what be makes people healthy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that is relevant to all of us because we tend to focus more on situations where things go wrong and not necessarily so much on situations where things go right. Right, yeah. But I do believe it's also beneficial to look on the positive side of things. So um, I guess that's what positive psychology is all about. Yeah, totally. But maybe before we delve into the whole topic, uh, let's define positive psychology. So there's this uh, guy called Martin Seligman, who's an important figure in the field of positive psychology. And he says that positive psychology has three main aims. And one is that positive psychology should be just as concerned with people's strengths uh, as well as their weaknesses. So you mean uh, sort of instead of focusing on bad habits, that you should also focus on the things that you're good at? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, people should be building the best things in, uh, in life as much as uh, repairing the worst. So um, positive psychology should be as concerned with making the lives of people, of also everyone, uh, fulfilling as much as well as healing psychopathology. Right. I have to say that uh, that is really different to my experience in psychology and the literature in general. Like, I definitely see more of a focus on psychopathology than on fulfillment and on healthy children and adults. Yeah, exactly. I, I experience the same. 
But it is interesting that also in recent years, more and more positive psychology interventions have sprung up. Yeah, so I actually recently read two uh, meta-analyses that looked into studies on the effectiveness of positive psychology interventions on well-being in both healthy people and also in people with mental disorders. I'm not sure I know what these interventions are all about. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about them? Sure. So there are actually many different interventions that sort of fall within the umbrella term that is positive psychology interventions or PPIs. But something that they all have in common is that they try to increase positive emotions, behaviors and thoughts. So instead of trying to get rid of bad habits, they try to focus on increasing and strengthening your good habits. And they also have a strong focus on acceptance and optimism and being present in the moment, which also overlaps with mindfulness. And they can include exercises on positive thinking, like focusing on positive experiences instead of negative ones, as well as positive goal setting and exercises on how to increase compassion and forgiveness. Mm. Cool. So it's like a broad range of different things that all target positive uh, feelings. And I like that. Like, for example, for me, self-compassion is definitely something I'm not always good at. So it's nice to see that these are different techniques are being used. Yeah, exactly. And there's also a strong focus on identifying personal strengths and improving social relationships as well. So did they say whether these interventions worked? Yeah, well, one of the meta-analyses looked into how they worked on people with severe mental illnesses specifically. So people with major depressive disorder, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. And they found that they moderately improved well-being and also that they led to moderate to large decreases in specific symptoms, especially for people with depression. And yeah, did these positive psychology interventions, did they work better than other interventions? Well, they actually found no difference between PPIs and treatment as usual. But it does tell you that uh, positive psychology interventions can be like a useful alternative to other more traditionally used interventions like CBT. Maybe you can explain uh, what CBT is because maybe not everyone knows uh, the term CBT. Yeah, so CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy and it's quite often used to treat a large number of mental disorders like depression and anxiety. Right. Okay, so now we know that it can improve the life of people who suffer from severe mental illnesses and can even like decrease their symptoms. But can healthy people like, you know, other people that don't have any uh, symptoms or illnesses, can they also benefit from these interventions? Because, I mean, they're healthy, so do they need them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so they also found that even in healthy people, they can lead to small to moderate increases in well-being and also small to moderate decreases in specific symptoms like depression, stress or anxiety. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, now with COVID-19 and uh, yeah, our previous routines or activities that made uh, us happy are maybe not as accessible. So I found that for me, going to the gym really helps me to like motivate myself and like be structured for the day. Um, yeah, but who knows, maybe gyms have to close soon. So. I kind of could use some positive psychology myself. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, six months into these lockdowns, I think like even the most resilient and healthy people are gonna start to feel a little bit down. So I think everyone could use a little mental health boost every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are actually many uh, many positive psychology exercises that you can find online or in positive psychology uh, literature. So I was thinking maybe we can try some of them out here and do them together and talk about what we think uh, of them. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, let's do it. And our listeners can also follow along at home. Yeah. Nice. Um, but maybe we can start first with kind of getting into the mindset uh, and uh, do a little breathing exercise first to yeah. like relax. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Now, to do this, um, place one hand on your chest and the other one on your stomach. And then breathe in deeply through your nose all the way down to your stomach. So in the middle of your chest, right? Exactly. Yeah. Alright. And uh, so that your hand and your chest stay still while the hand on your stomach moves in and out with your breath. And just take a couple of breaths in and out, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And you should feel how your breathing is getting deeper and slower. If you have trouble with this, clasp your hands behind your head. Uh, this locks the chest, so it's going to be a bit easier for you to breathe through your stomach. So let's take a couple of more breaths in and out. Are you all a bit more relaxed now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, cool. So now that we're all cool as, cool as cucumbers, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something called um, the positive reminiscence exercise. Um, and the goal of this exercise is to help you cultivate positive emotions. So with the exercise, you're meant to create awareness of pleasurable feelings. And the awareness of positive emotions and the ability to enhance these positive positive experiences is called savoring. And savoring is what we're going to practice now. This is uh, actually also the first time that we are going to try this out. So we're also curious to see how this is going to uh, work out. So bear with us, please. Uh, are both of you ready to start? Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. Um, so now first, I would like to, uh, I want to ask you to close your eyes and sit or stand, whatever you prefer, in a confident position. So if this is sitting for you, you can sit down. If this is standing for you, please stand up. Did you say confident or comfortable? I, I said confident. Okay. I, will, I will get too comfortable in a minute. Um, so confident means like with, your, uh, with a straight back, your shoulders push backwards and your chin up. Okay. And um, try not to look angry, but conjure up a positive facial exp expression. Um, but do make sure that you're comfortable though, so you don't have to overdo the confident position. Um, you still have to be relatively com uh, comfortable in your position as well. So next, I would like you to think of an event from your own past that evokes positive emotions. So think of an event during which you felt very happy or confident or satisfied. And try to form a mental picture of this event. And if you find it very hard to picture the event, you may want to choose another one. 
Have you got an event? Or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. So hopefully uh, the listeners also found uh, an event. Um, so uh, make sure you're still in a comfortable and confident position. And now try to visualize the event in as much detail as possible. And we're going to do this for a couple of minutes. All right, so make sure you're still in that comfortable, confident position. And now try to visualize the event in as much detail as possible. And we're going to do this for a couple of minutes. So where are you? What do you see? What is happening? And are there any sounds that you can hear? Maybe also smell or taste something. And try to catch those positive feelings associated with the event. However, you don't have to force it. If you catch just a fraction of them or only for a small moment, then that's completely okay. So visualize what you see and think of all the details. What do you hear? What do you smell, taste, feel? All right, you can now open your eyes again. This was the end of the exercise. I'm uh, very curious now, how, how was that for the two of you? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I um, yeah, I thought of my uh, birthday actually, a couple of a couple of months back, and um, I was with uh, yeah some friends, like three friends um, that I haven't seen in a while now. But it was really nice to think back at that moment where we all like yeah spent time together, and like uh, I made a really nice lasagna. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a very happy moment to think about. So I uh, definitely should also call them again <laughs> yeah and were you able to conjure up those positive emotions yeah no i i definitely could uh because there were so many like things going on and yeah i actually found the memory quite quickly so that was quite nice yeah how about cool. you yeah i was thinking back to a holiday i took with my friend um last winter and being at the beach and everything is just very calm and relaxing and like you don't have a worry in the world and it was really nice. It was I found it quite easy to imagine the setting as first, but then it can be more difficult to sort of stay there. Yeah. But it's helpful to sort of try to think of all these sensory things like sounds and um, feelings and uh, to try to sort of keep you there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think completely normal to lose focus every now and again when you do this exercise, especially for the first time. It's also what they talk about mindfulness often is that you really like uh, almost like a muscle that you strengthen it and then you become better and better at it if you do it uh, repeatedly. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes it's just nice to go back to positive moments in your life and um, savoring those. Definitely. I think, yeah, I haven't thought back to this moment for a while. So it's, I, yeah, it really makes me appreciate uh, these little happy moments more. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all use some positive psychology in our lives and it doesn't really matter whether you're depressed, 
anxious or completely healthy. Like we've learned today that like positive psychology exercises and principles can increase your general well-being and also help if you're experiencing more specific symptoms like depression, stress or anxiety. Yeah, no, that's uh, very true. I really like the meta-analysis that you talked about today. Yeah, yeah. And if you liked um, our, the positive psychology exercise, there are many more of those that you can find online. Um, and another one that we were quite like positive <laughs> about is uh, the self-esteem journal. So if you're interested in that, you can just like Google it and then uh, you can like just seek out some of those exercises yourself. Yeah, I might do that. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, we are Cosima, uh, Marika, and Leah. And this was our podcast. Don't worry, be happy.